Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. That's right, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Hey, cool. Another interesting Western Conference team today. Um, another playoff team, probably. Um, I would say, uh, yes, I think they're getting a little bit overhyped. I'm already going to piss off the Utah Jazz fans out there. But definitely a playoff team. Uh, very interesting, uh, I think, probably for the best offseason for the Utah Jazz. Uh, they Derek Favors was uh, traded to the Pelicans. Uh, the old, old veteran Kyle Korver has disappeared. Um, Tabo Seflosha, who is underrated and has been underrated his entire career, no longer with the team. And Ricky Rubio um, has uh, went, he went to the Suns and then Grayson Allen went to hell because that's where he can go because he sucks and is a horrible person and should be taken out of the game of basketball. But the Utah Jazz, I think, good, good offseason for them. Uh, Bojan Bodanovic from the Indiana Pacers, kind of an underrated player. Jeff Green, a nice role player as well. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier, actually kind of forgot he was uh, he, he moved to Utah. And then, of course, oh, Ed, throw in Ed Davis in there too. I think he's interesting. And then the, the, big, the big one, the trade, to bring Mike Connolly out of Memphis onto a team that uh, really, really needs someone in that uh, – in that one spot to do pick and rolls all day with Rudy Gobert. So I really, really like their off season, Tyler. And Mike Conley um, obviously gives them uh, a new lead ball handler, right? Replacing uh, Ricky Rubio. I'm a big fan of Mike Conley. I think Mike Conley is getting a bit underrated this year. I've seen Mike Conley go, um, you know, kind of in the late forties to 50 range. And I think Mike Conley is just really safe in that range. And I think he's even got the upside to, kind of sneak into that third round um, as far as value by the end of the season. So I don't know why, I guess maybe because Mike Conley is 32 now, people are hating on Mike Conley. I don't, I don't quite get it. Well, he's just been around forever, right? And I think people kind of are a little bored. All these older guys, they're bored with them. They're not the sexy new name. But Mike Conley on a new team with motivation to play, uh, I just want to throw it out there. Mike Connolly last season, 70 games with the Memphis Grizzlies per game, 28th overall. So to see him fall into that 40-50 range has been fairly confusing to me, especially since point guards are kind of at a premium this year. There's a lot of bigs that you can get in the sixth round, seventh round that do pretty much what those top tier bigs do, you know, 60%, 70% what those top tier bigs do. But Mike Connolly is definitely in the, in my opinion, he's not in the plateaus. He's not a 47, 48 or worse player. He's definitely one of those top tier players um, that I think is over being overlooked and being drafted in that, in that first plateau region. So to me, I think we'd have a lot of Mike Connolly on my teams. I think he's going to be drafted a lot by both Tyler and I. I'm big. I'm a big. I'm a big believer in the old Mike Conley. Yeah, target him, put him in your queue. But I have a maybe an, uh, a difficult question, Tyler. Who is the first 
Utah Jazz player that you would draft this season? Um, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I think we know what Rudy Gobert is, right? And I think Donovan Mitchell could potentially be better. Um, he was kind of the the star of that Team USA team. So I think I'm going to go for Donovan Mitchell first. That may be a bit surprising, but I think Donovan Mitchell just gives you a little bit. If he can get better, right, and he can take that leap to score in 25 a game and you know do some some other things, I think he could. I mean, Mark Roberts has him 14th in his rankings, which was a little bit crazy to me. I'm, I'm yeah, surprised. I feel like that's a little, little too high for my blood. Um, I actually think I, I – I know who Rudy Gobert is, and that's why I want Rudy Gobert. Um, Rudy Gobert is an elite center. Um, granted, he is an old-school center. He's not getting you any three-pointers, and his assists are only around two a game. His, his steal is below one, which is it's close to one, but it's, it's only .8 so, uh, ish in that, in that range. And I'm not, I'm not terribly happy about that less than a steal a game, but you know, close to two and a half blocks a game is huge, incredibly good uh, field goal percentage. And elite rebounds, th- those are three elite stats with solid points. That's a guy that I think if he's hanging around that third, like the, the end of the second, beginning of the third round, is going to bring you, you back a ton of value in a head-to-head league. And in a, I think in a, in a head-to-head league, even though guards are a premium, you know, Donovan Mitchell is not your traditional guard. Uh, Rudy Gobert, though, um, probably one of your last chances to get a, um, a not just a double digit rebounder and a two plus blocker, but um, you know he's getting you 13 rebounds a game. And um, right now, you know, and here's the other thing: could he's going in that second round? So I think like that's where he should go. That number go up for for Rudy Gobert, right? They they traded favors and they're gonna play small. Um, they're gonna play Joe Ingles at the four. They're gonna play Royce O'Neal. Like, there could be more rebounding opportunities for Rudy Gobert, and not less. So that's something to kind of watch the space on. Um, is obviously when teams play small, the the center can even you know sometimes vacuum in another you know half a rebound a game, man. So you're talking you know twelve point nine up to like thirteen and a half. Um, that could be big. And and I've heard some people say that he's gonna rival Andre Drummond for the league lead, um, in rebounds. I don't think he's gonna take quite that big of a leap, but I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if he gets like an extra half of a rebound a game. Well, it's certainly possible, right? And in that second round, you're seeing guys like, oh, Mitchell Robinson, Miles Turner. I guess Vujovic is a different type of center, but Andre uh, DeAndre Ayton go, uh, go a, pretty those high. Those are three guys. I, I don't understand how they're going over Rudy Gobert. Maybe you can explain it to me, Mike. I don't understand I, how you want Mitchell Robinson, DeAndre Ayton, or... Miles Turner over Rudy Gobert. I don't either. And throw John Collins in that list. And I, I, I've seen a lot of people just l- hyping these young names, these these newer names, these young names, these young guys, who their ceiling is probably Rudy Gobert. Oh, I, dude, I don't even know. Here's the here's the crazy part. Here's the crazy thing I'll say. I don't think that. Now, DeAndre Ayton may be a different story, but I don't even think the ceiling, the best, the best season for the John Collins, Mitchell Robinson, 
Now, maybe Miles Turner, too, because Miles Turner, I always think Sneaky maybe has a little bit more. Yeah, you can make an argument that Miles Turner's got the percentage. But, yeah, but that's what I mean. But those two, Mitchell Robinson and John Collins, I don't think their best season is better statistically and for fantasy than Rudy Gobert's average season. Not crazy to say? Yeah. No, I, I don't think so. I mean, you can, like I said, you can make the argument that uh, Turner hits a three and Collins is a three. And in the new world that we live in, that's pretty important. Um, yeah. If you're in more roto leagues, they get a little bit closer together, but Rudy Gobert's still the better fantasy player, even overall, even when you consider free throw percentages, just because of the elite blocks, the elite rebounds and the elite field goal percentages. I'm talking about per game, nine cat last year, 16th overall for Rudy Gobert. So don't overthink it guys. Like don't, don't try to trick yourself into the new hotness. Um, and also if the new hotness goes ahead of Rudy Gobert, don't doubt yourself being like, well, maybe I'm wrong about Rudy Gobert. No, Rudy Gobert is good. And Rudy Gobert is a second round player. And if he's falling into that if he's there in your third round, I don't see why you're not the one taking him if it's your pick. Like, name, name, you know, 24 guys that are going to be better than Rudy Gobert at the end of the season. I'm struggling. Yeah, I'm struggling as well to to do that. And actually, I'm taking Rudy Gobert over Donovan Mitchell for that particular reason. But Donovan Mitchell has earned the right to be in the conversation in that uh, in that third round. Um, maybe even, maybe even into that second round, but I, I'm not as hyped as, uh, I think other people are on Donovan Mitchell. I think he's very, very good. He could take a mini- miniature leap, uh, again this season, but Donovan Mitchell's had some sporadic starts and, and, um, I really, I find it hard to see where Donovan Mitchell gets a ton better, but just like Bradley, like he could, he could have a trajectory just like Bradley Beal where Bradley Beal. Got a little bit better here. Got a little bit better there. Got a little bit better there. And then suddenly Bradley, we're talking about Bradley Beal in the first round this season, which is pretty insane. So um, I don't think it's going to happen overnight for Donovan Mitchell. But Donovan Mitchell in the third round actually I think makes a ton of sense because that's the premium you're going to have to pay. Um, and also he can he can put it together. But like to me, that's that is close to a ceiling. I'm not as I'm not a second round high high on Donovan Mitchell personally. Uh yeah, I'm okay with that. I think both. I think I have both. You know, and maybe I do have Rudy Gobert a little bit higher and head to head league for sure. Um, I'd rather take both those guys. You know, kind of in that third round, just feeling like I got some good value on both. Um, and also, the, you know, mentioned it. I think the thing that's you know pushing me down a little bit on Rudy Gobert is I know that I can get some big men that I I like and can convince myself on you know, in the middle and in late rounds. And I don't know that I can get myself a point guard or a wing that I'm like super hyped about in those middle to late rounds. And maybe that's, what's kind of hold me back a little bit on Rudy Gobert. Um, I think that's actually good. It's good news that people think like that because you're not wrong, right? Like your, your strategy is not wrong. It's depending on how your draft kind of plays out. You're not wrong that like, Maybe it's, you know, the top of the third and I, a wing or a guard that I like is sitting there. And you know what? Like, I know Rudy Gobert's there, but I can get 60, 70% of that in the eighth round. So, you know, I'll, I'll pass. Okay, cool. Great. Well, maybe the next couple of guys feel the same way and they pass and they pass. And suddenly Rudy Gobert is hanging out in the middle of the third round, late third round. Well, if you're picking in the middle of the late third round, you just got yourself a steal. So like, 
at some point, Rudy Gobert has to be picked. And oh, no, I, I'm, I, I'm in on in the yeah. early third round. I'm picking him. Like if I'm well, that's what I'm, saying. Early third round, I'm definitely picking him. Um, I just know that in the second round, there's a lot of there's a lot of guards, especially that I I'm a big fan of, and that I would rather have. Like uh, I mean, I'll mention a couple if you want. Devin Booker, I'd rather have Devin Booker than Rudy Gobert. Just think Devin Booker could be elite in in some categories too, and Devin Booker may be a little bit you know better all around fantasy game. Um, I I've got Luka Doncic, which I mentioned in the last podcast, um, over him. So just like, like a couple names like that, I think I'm going Jimmy Butler. Obviously, which I think Jimmy Butler's getting slept on quite a bit. Um, just names like yeah. that, I think I'd rather have. And I feel like I can't get those stats that those guys are going to give me later on. And I obviously can't get what Rudy Gobert is going to give me, but I can get some facsimile of rebounds and blocks um, later on, whereas I can't get the assist and the the rebounds from that kind of guard wing spot. That's that's super fair. Um, this seems kind of like a top tier versus bottom tier, uh, but there's still quite a few fantasy players to talk about here. And uh, someone who kind of, I wouldn't say fell off last season, but had a less um, interesting season, though, really, I think this goes to prove my, um, my plateaus type of uh, discussion. Joe Ingles, last uh, season, well, let's actually say, Two seasons ago, let's compare those these seasons. Per game, two seasons ago, he was 63rd overall. Per game last season, he was 98th overall, and this is what changed. Here's he, here's what's crazy. Let me let me yeah. finish what let me finish this, Tyler. So this is what changed. He shot about two percent less from the field, and he shot nine percent less from the free throw line. And even though He's only shooting about one or so a game. Still a 9% drop. He also dropped from 5.7 assists per game all the way down to... No, he got better uh, in assists. No, excuse me. He got better in assists. Let let me... Yeah, I'm reading this wrong. He got better in assists. He got better better at scoring, and he was shooting about the same threes. (laughs) He's shooting. He's hitting, but getting about the same rebounds. So this basically the same stat line, except for a little bit worth worse in assists, dropped him from sixty three to ninety eight, which I feel like goes to prove that this is a plateau. The seventieth guy and the ninetieth guy are so 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 similar. That's fair. Here's the other thing that's that also it proves is that if you kind of forget thinking about the percentages because. They are somewhat fluky, right? We see seasons all the time where guys, they hit free throws, and then for whatever reason, all of a sudden, they can't hit free throws. Or, you know, guys shoot 46% from the field, and then they shoot 44 and a half. Um, If you forget about those percentages, you can get a big advantage in your head-to-head leagues because, you know, just looking at those raw counting stats can change the value. You mentioned it, right? He dropped 20 spots. His raw counting stats actually got better, I would say last year and he dropped 20 spots so you can get kind of a a big advantage in your league by just looking at kind of those six counting categories as opposed to looking at percentages in fact you can on hashtagbasketball.com with their new premium tools tyler that are currently live you can edit out the fact that you want to or you can actually keep percentages in but weigh them less uh less than other categories or you can add extra weight to certain categories 
if you're, you know, looking for that, you know, steals expert, but you're taking our advice and not punting, but ignoring, um, you can just weigh them less instead of completely getting rid of them in your calculations um, on hashofbasketball.com. And Joe Ingles, right now, ADP 92, Tyler. And I think that's um, that's a solid that's a solid place to get him. Um, it's not too great of a value, but it's also not, uh, I, I think, a little bit below his overall value. And, you know, um, Mark Roberts had him dinged, right? He dinged him all the way down to 27 minutes, so basically losing four minutes a game, and he comes out as the 91st-ranked player. So if you think he's going to play 27 or more minutes, um, obviously Joe Ingles is a, is a fine pick at 90. Um, I don't I don't love it. I don't hate it, right? I think there's not a ton of upside in Joe Ingles, but he's the kind of guy who, you know, if you've taken some shots already, he's kind of a glue guy that I think can help you win your league. Hashtag basketball has him at 115 overall, and they also have another player here who is standardly relevant, Bojan Bodanovich. Um, am I, am I, am I a little, am I stoned? Am I high, Tyler? Am I high right now? Uh, well, I don't know. You'd have to answer that question for yourself. Well, I definitely I took some edibles, so I might be high. But Bojan Bodanovich played only about a little under 32 minutes a game last season. Was a very solid scorer, almost had a steal a game, and had very good percentages and finished in the top 100. Yet he's falling to like 115, 120 region. Like he's falling into those last, those last picks. Um, I don't feel like his role is terribly changing in Utah. And if anything, he's kind of going to be pretty important to spreading the floor out in Utah. And he's going to have guys who are better at getting him the ball. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. So here's the, the strangeness of the season last year, right? Um, looking per 36, he took a big leap in uh, free field goal percentage, three point percentage points and steals. And assists for that matter, um, but he still doesn't get that many, so that, that we don't really won't count that. Um, the steals are really what's going to drive the value here. He got almost one a game last year. If he drops down to that, you know, normal per thirty-six minute rate um, of his, which is only 0.7 instead of one per thirty-six, you're looking at if he's playing thirty-one minutes, right, like half a steal and basically no blocks. Um, so those are definitely going to be two kind of negative-ish categories. Um, and then obviously not a ton of threes or not a ton of, not a ton of assists. I'm sorry. Uh, good threes, good points. Like he's kind of just a, a player you pick for, you need the categories he's good at, right? Good percentages, threes points. Um, but other than that, like I'm not super hyped on him. And I, I definitely could say there are some teams where you definitely don't want him, right? If you're punting threes, do you really want him? Like he's got points and nothing else. I mean, he's definitely, he's definitely, his ceiling is very low. His ceiling is probably a lot, probably around what he did last year. So cool. But like the opportunity to do what he did last year is, I would say, still there. And, you know, in 12 team leagues, uh, he's being ignored. And I'd, I'd pick him. I'm not, I'm not hating on him. I'm just saying, like, you got, he's got, to fit, he's got to fit your team or be a roto league, right? Like in a head to head, you definitely want to make sure that you need. What the what the what the Bogdanovich is going to give you here? Yeah, I mean that's in your head to head. You're looking for guys who are getting one, one or two um, 
categories here that fit your punt build, but you know, if you want those percentages, and if you want those percentages in head to head, this is someone not to overlook. And I feel like he's he's being overlooked. I've not heard anyone really even mention his name at all. Um, so for me, oh, that's, so I'm, t- that's I'm taking full credit. Factor, right? We we've and now we've actually seen you know guys like Donovan Mitchell get get hyped, but a lot of times this happens, right? Rodrigo Bear annually is a little bit overlooked, I think, and you know numerous other guys on this team. Joe Ingles was for a long time, and then he kind of got to be a darling. Uh, but I think a lot of the guys on Utah just get overlooked. Well, uh, white players in Utah definitely don't get overlooked. That's for sure. Take uh, that comment for however you'd like to take it. Tyler, do we need to talk about Jeff Green? Uh, no, I don't think we really need to talk about anybody else on this team. I don't know that anyone is super like relevant even for streaming unless you're going to want ed davis's decent blocks but i mean how much is he going to play behind rudy gobert probably not that much jeff green's okay but i mean i'm not super excited about him and then you know royce o'neill might play too but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna punt that one as well so um i'm not super looking at even any of those guys for for streaming early in the season unless there's an injury obviously then things change but um, yeah i, I mean i would mention the jeff green Jeff Green does occasionally get a little weird. He is not nothing to write home about, but in per game uh, in Washington at 27 minutes, he was 123rd. 27 minutes is not out of the question. So if you're in a deeper league, maybe Jeff Green is someone you want to uh, want to take a decent look at, a half a block, a half a steal, and one and a half three-pointers in 27 minutes last season. But, you know, honestly, not definitely not the worst uh, annually a guy who gets forgot about like you know he's just doing his jeff greenness on a, a different it seems like a different team every year i could be wrong about that I'm a fun streamer because he does his thing where he gets four points and then he gets 25 the next night and he's been doing that forever so uh, you might get lucky and, and you know it, it's always a difficult decision for me on that on that spectrum, right. Is like, do I, and obviously it matters what you need in your matchup, right? If you need the safe 12 points, you go for someone who gets like, you know, 10 to 15 points every game. But you know, if you need the, Oh God, I'm going to lose points. If I don't get 20 from somebody, you know, Jeff green's a guy you can kind of throw in there and be like, well, hopefully tonight's your night, Jeff. Um, I think that's it for the Utah jazz, Tyler. Uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter. at Tyler P. Watts find me at watch the boxes uh if you haven't already listener leagues are over or over they're over i won all of them tyler i won all the listener leagues i won um listener leagues are open and you can go find them you can join them at patreon.com slash watching the boxes so definitely go check that out lead us feedback review the show if you like it we'll see you for the very next team